This is the Equip Podcast from Cornerstone Church of Ames, a podcast designed to help you live a gospel-fueled and faithful life wherever Jesus has called you. Welcome to the Equip Podcast. Today, I am joined by Pastor Steve Jones, the Director of Care and Counseling here at Cornerstone Church, an all-around incredibly awesome guy, one of the fastest bikers in central Iowa. I don't mean like on a motorcycle, I mean like handlebars, bicycle, using his leg power. Uh, But Steve and I are today wanting to talk a little bit about how to grow your marriage. And in particular, to set this up... um, it's, it's a weird moment for culture in general and it, for marriages in particular that basically all of the extra junk that we had surrounding our lives was immediately stripped away, and now we are forced to hang out with our family whether we like it or not. Yeah. And so that presents both incredible opportunities in the positive. It also presents some incredible opportunities in the negative for us to basically have tension and fighting and all those things dominate. So what we want to ask is, how do we use this moment to help us grow in our marriage? So Steve, thanks for joining this morning. Great to be here. Fun seeing you. So let's talk um, first, just some of the dangers and tensions. Okay. There's unique opportunities, but there's some unique areas where this can go kind of badly. So where are you seeing some of those flare-up areas happening with couples? And let, let's kind of identify them. We'll talk some strategies from there. Yeah, I, I think it just, um, you know, enhances what was already there. I think it reveals what was already there. So, you know, if couples already tend to isolate from each other, this has the potential to drive them into greater isolation. Um, whatever that looks like. Um, I mean, we can still get out of our houses. We can go for a drive. We can go to the woods. We can go to a a garage. We can go to a basement or a private office. So I think, you know, just from just a relational standpoint, um, you know, people are responding in multiple ways and it's just revealing what's there. If there was already a lot of tension there, a lot of anxiety, a lot of, um, yeah, poor communication skills. It's just, we're just seeing it. It's just right in front of us in ways that maybe we could have escaped, you know, as you said, going to little league games, going to the gym, hanging out with our girlfriends or guy friends. We're, we're sequestered. I mean, we're like within a tight circle of people. So we're just sitting there and we're exposed and I mean, we're just seeing reality. So we have to do something with that. So Steve, are you seeing like, even from the counseling center angle or just from general pastoral angle, um, let's talk a little bit about just some of that tension of isolation. So Mm -hmm. it's interesting that one of the first things you go to when you say, where's the danger zone in this? We're sequestered together and you went to relational isolation. (laughs) (laughs) It's almost like the coronavirus moment amplifies that sense of distance because now you're physically present, but you still aren't really connected. Right. It's it's an opportunity to see what you know, what um, is the quality? I mean, what, what is the, the reality of my, what should be our closest relationships? And, you know, we all know that there, um, 
you know, some people are thriving in this moment. Um, they have really good communication within their marriage and with their family. They already were doing a lot of stuff together, but others are not for numerous reasons. There's just, there's conflict, there's fighting, there's poor communication skills. And so, you know, now that's just like right in front of people. And I think Mm -hmm. that there's that realization I'm being forced home. I'm being forced into this tiny Mm -hmm. circle through social distancing and, yeah, and I'm realizing things are not only as bad as I thought they were, they might be worse than I thought they were. So, I mean, we, you know, you, you get that call, like, I'm really struggling. I don't know what to do um, in my relationship. Um, I, you know, mm-hmm. getting some of those kind of calls. So you shared with me actually something that it was almost like a poem, like a reflection mm-hmm. about yeah. how this moment's exposing all of us, and yeah. that helped me in in my thinking because I'm thinking of this moment as like a great revealer. Yeah. Like what what it was was the little league game and the busyness with my hobby and the run around with the boys. What they were was they were just a blanket thrown over top of just mm-hmm. a pile of crud in the corner. Right. It wasn't fixed. It wasn't cleaned up. But in the moment, the blanket was ripped off, and I was yeah. just exposed. Everything yeah. what it it's right there and bare. And yeah. so, uh, I wonder, do you have that poem nearby or that just yeah. even like an excerpt from that? I wonder. We'll link to the whole thing of it, the yeah. PDF. But it was just powerful for me thinking that through as a person. What's God yeah. exposing in me right now? Yeah, I can just read maybe the first part of it, and yeah, it was. Very powerful when I first uh, heard it. It was actually read by one of our therapists um, at our last uh, uh, counseling team meeting. You know, and this was right after the coronavirus was had come out and was just starting to steamroll and everybody's, you know, responding and reacting. But it really settled in my heart. Um, it says, for those who have ears to hear and a heart to listen, We've all been exposed, not necessarily to the virus. We've all been exposed by the virus. Corona is exposing us, exposing our weak sides, exposing our dark sides, exposing what normally lays far beneath the surface of our souls, hidden by the invisible masks we wear, now exposed by the paper masks we can't hide far enough behind. I mean, that's just powerful. I mean, it goes on to kind of list other things, but it, it, it's so true. I mean, I'm, I'm seeing things about myself and, you know, that I'm yep. needing to process in my relationship with Paula, you know, our kids are around and their spouses are around more. And you just, you just see things about yourself that maybe you wouldn't normally see. And you either have a spirit of humility. I mean, we always should have a spirit of humility and teachability. We either allow ourselves to be exposed and we learn from it and we grow from it, or we run and we isolate. Absolutely. You know, that line, I think it was the line that hit me in the poem was, um, I haven't just been exposed to the coronavirus. I've been exposed by the coronavirus. And it's either God's kindness to open us up 
to a new path right. that we weren't right. on, right? Either this is an expression of his kindness. God loves me so much, he will not let me sit in broken patterns yeah. of sin. He, he loves me so much, he'll expose that. Or I go, oh, I'm running away from that. I'm terrified by the exposure. Right. I got to get, get away. So let's approach this then from the standpoint that all of us right now are being exposed by the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. There's things coming out and we want to grow. We want to yeah. improve. Give us some tangible strategies right now. I'm thinking particularly for couples in their marriage. I'm thinking particularly of a hypothetical couple named Mark yeah. and Crystal who would really like to grow. They're just friends, just people out there. They just happen to have the same name as me and my wife, just hypothetically. And we want to grow right now, Steve. We've been exposed. We know we, we care about each other, but we want to take some concrete steps forward. Give us a few particular areas that you think couples can grow in right now. Um. You know, I, I don't think it's a, a big secret that couples just don't spend time together um, on, you know, non-COVID-19. They just don't. And, you know, I've done over the years a lot of uh, marriage counseling, and, and I always ask that question. I mean, you know, there's so many things you could dive into right away. But I always ask that question, how much time do you spend together every day? And I mean, there's different studies that have been done. I mean, we're talking about some, you know, some couples, a lot of couples that may only be, be spending about 30 minutes a week together in any kind of meaningful conversation, let alone every day. And I always say, what, what friendship, what relationship can survive, you know, little or no contact with each other? So here we are, right, right? Like you said, you know, there's no more little league right now. There's there's no sports unless you want to watch a bunch of crappy reruns. You know, there's. Hey, just I watched Steve the other day. I watched a a <laughs> a beanbag tournament. You know, like bags that you play in your backyard. And I thought, yeah. what is this coming to? I'm yeah. so desperate for like yeah. sports fix. Yeah. yeah. There's nothing other than fake sports on no, TV. Yeah, yeah, it's it's terrible. Um, so this, at the risk of sounding way too basic, this is an incredible opportunity to just talk with each other. Um, I, I wrote wow. down a few things, and and one of the things Paula and I are doing, and we already had a pretty good habit of being together every day, but we just talk a lot. I mean, we just during COVID-19, we talk a lot. We're intentionally not isolating from each other. Um, um, you know, I, I've just had in my mind this, you know, I've, I've done a lot of study on Sabbath. And <clears throat> one of the things that really stu- uh, stood out to me one time in some of my research, I don't even remember who wrote this, but it just said they were forced to their tents. And who's in your tent? Your family, your spouse. Mm-hmm. Um, they just, they didn't, generally didn't go anywhere on, on Sabbath. And so they, they were together and, and, you know, what do you do? You, you can either go crawl into your corner of the tent and, and isolate yourself or you can enjoy your family, enjoy your spouse. And so I just think for those that say, well, I don't even know how to talk to my spouse. I don't even know what to say. This is an incredible opportunity to just begin to learn how Hmm. 
to communicate, to talk. And, um, you know, Steve, do you have any like go to question lists or something? I mean, Crystal and I have been doing things even with our kids where it's like a daily question or some sort of random thing. Sometimes I'll come home with a random idea and I'll be like, okay, guys, if we were going to take over the country of Liechtenstein, what would we do? How would we yeah. do this? So yeah. I'm trying to ask completely oddball questions of my kids to get them to think sideways and upside down and just yeah. see what creates I'm doing. So even just Googling questions for couples, yeah, that's a silly, but if you're stuck, swallow your pride and just yeah. figure out a couple questions is one of the ideas. Do you have go-tos that you tell people to start with? Well, I don't have a list like that. I, it's just the nature of the questions. So it, it, what you want to do just in left brain, right brain language, you really need to go to the right brain. And that's easier for some people than others. The left brain is the logical, the, you know, non-feeling, where some people live and they never go to the right, the right brain, which is so important right now in COVID-19 because we're all feeling it. And no matter how tough we think we are and strong we are, you know, we got this, it's depleting us. It's affecting us. So we just need to go to the right brain with each other. And that's where, you know, we're our, our feeling and our emotions. And so mm -hmm. I think the kinds of questions that are important, yeah, we could say, how was your day? You know, what did you do? Just kind of that left brain stuff. But I think what's more important for couples is to learn and, you know, whether you call it empathetic listening or right brain stuff, we want to know what are you feeling? What, what's going on inside of you? So you know, we, we like to say, I married my soulmate, you know, we're soulmates for life, we're all that kind of language, but we never go to the soul. We never listen wow. to the soul language of our spouse. And so there's numerous reasons why that doesn't happen. We try to go there and maybe we get preached at, we get judged, we get criticized. So we need to go to the right brain in a very empathetic, non-judgmental way. I just want to listen. Tell me what you're feeling and I won't criticize you, judge you. I just want to know what's going on inside of you. Yeah, that's, that's convicting to me. And because even when I think about what should I do to communicate, notice I first go to what's the list of questions that I could ask. I go to stuff I could do because I thought of communication as what I can offer, not how I can listen. Yeah. And I think one of the biggest lessons even right now for couples to learn is what you, you talked about communication. And the first thing you went to wasn't what you tell them, but how you listen to them. Yeah. And I think that's a huge step forward in communication yeah. uh, for a ton of couples. Okay. Practically, what do you do with the kids while you're doing that? So do you lock them in a small room someplace <laughs> other than you because yeah. that's one of the things crystal and i have had to wrestle through is like not only are we together our children are there with us yeah. you know and so even last night they're like why is it that you need to go to bed early and then you tell us that you need to go to bed but then you stay up and talk to mom and i was like because <laughs> i like her more than you yeah. guys and she's my best friend and i actually yeah. need time without yeah. you in this room you know, so yeah. we're trying to figure out ways to like, okay, we need this spirit, space and time where we love the snot out of you, Avery yeah. Vance, but you need to not be in my face right now because I need to talk to your mom, you know? Yeah. 
And see, I think that that, that is the key right there. Um, we always, you know, all of our kids are out of the house now, so we have no excuse, you know, <laughs> you're talking to each other. But, you know, when they were super little, you know, bedtime's early. I mean, when they're like toddlers. So, you you know, if you have toddlers, um, you know, obviously you can put them to bed and then just say, when they're in bed, that is our time. We're not going to go to our phones. We're not going to go to the TV. That's our time to unpack the day, to really go to the right brain with each other and, and really talk about what's going on inside, what we're thinking, what we're feeling, just those kind of things. As they got older, kind of like the, the age of your kids, right. we were very open. I mean, we always were open about the importance of our marriage. And we would even say, if mom and dad don't have a good marriage, we're not going to be good parents. Do you want us to have a good marriage? And they're like, yeah, you know, so then get out of here, <clears throat> you know, go, <laughs> go watch TV or something. <laughs> Because we would be in the other room and we're trying to talk. And so we'd say, get out of here. And so they just learned that when we were sitting in there and if we said that, they just needed to to get out of there. So it it was funny. But it was a way to to show them, you know, our marriage is so important. And it was important for us. Hmm. You know, some some, uh, husbands and wives are – you know, yeah, we want to be concerned about our kids. And yes, if their hair's on fire, we need to go put the fire out. But, but they're so concerned about their kids and their kids' needs. And they just, they're just, you know, always responding, responding, responding. And, and our kids are fine. I mean, for the most part, again, if they're killing each other, yeah, go in. And yeah, sure. Absolutely. Them. But I think uh, a lot of husbands and wives, they, they need to reprioritize their marriage over their kids. That is the most important relationship in that home Mm. is your relationship with your husband or your wife. Your kids need to know that they need to honor that. And you need to honor that with each other. You know, we've been even trying to just, we're so looking forward to nicer weather because we found if we can't keep the kids out, we can just leave like, okay, we're going to go on a walk. All right. (laughs) Right. And honestly, outdoor walks for couples, if you got a dog, you you got a great excuse to build your marriage because you can go just walk that beast around the neighborhood and yeah. listen. And I think that we're just what you said there, the reprioritization of our marriage. That's one of the biggest, I think, get gifts of grace of the pain yeah. of this moment mm-hmm. has been the chance to step back and say, where are we at really? So, yeah. Steve, as we kind of start to wrap up here, some final thoughts. Do you have any final thoughts for us that you think just right now in this moment, I want couples to think about this. Yeah. Uh, I want couples to invest in this that you think can really help us to take steps forward in this kind of moment of isolation and difficulty. So I think laughter is a lost uh, discipline. Um, I, I just think God, God created it. I, I know that because I laugh and, and people laugh when we love to laugh. So that, that's just some kind of in the mind of God, a mechanism that God gave us. I think it's really important to laugh, to find ways to laugh. And, you know, we, we have, we were like everybody, you're just glued to the news. What's the next COVID update? And I think we just have backed off of that. You know, we might dial in if we know that Governor Reynolds is making an announcement or something, but we're just trying to back out of that and find ways to just enjoy the simple things 
of life together and laugh a lot. So we, we played this crazy game. I can't even tell you the name of it with our kids and then our, some of our extended family on a Zoom thing. And one of my nieces had a way to do this Zoom uh, game and it was hilarious. And I was laughing till I cried and it was very therapeutic. And it was Paula and all the kids and everybody said that the most enjoyable thing about that whole evening was seeing Steve laugh. You know, it just was life-giving to them to see me not slumped over in, you know, in depression and whatever, but just laughing and being able to, so that, that may not sound super spiritual uh, to a lot of people, but I, I, Mark, I know you love to laugh and I, I, do. I appreciate I that do. about you, <laughs> but I just think that is a super important thing. Um, you know, just in how mm-hmm. we, mm-hmm. what we do with each other, with our spouses and with our families. You know, I'll, I will throw a practical couple things in there to laugh. Um, one, I, my children are very funny. I, I, my daughter Avery is actually shockingly funny as a person. <laughs> and um, so even the other day we were on that prayer meeting with the church and I didn't know that her and Reed were sneaking in behind me, <laughs> you know, and like I'd bow my head to pray and they would pop up behind me praying. You know, all that stuff. I had no idea. I laughed so hard after yeah. that. And so laughing with the kids has been mm-hmm. important. So we've done two things. We have played charades, which yeah. again, it's, they're just funny things. We have, um, we also, there's a game called Cards Against Humanity. It's a party game for horrible people. And the adult version of it, do not get. Okay, I'm a pastor. I'm telling you that you don't want to do that. Okay, but they released a free version of it designed for kids and families. So there's some fart humor in it. So if you're the sort of parents whose sensibilities are offended by that, don't go get this. But it just was funny. And Avery yeah. said a couple things inside of that that I laughed till I cried <laughs> with my children and with Crystal. And it was just so fun games. Uh, even if yeah. it's watch the Some Good News John Krasinski yeah. thing on YouTube, yeah. find some way in the, the pain of the moment to not forget that, yeah. right, a joyful heart is good medicine. Yeah. <laughs> a broken spirit dries up the bones. Steve, yeah. we really appreciate you, appreciate what the Counseling Center is doing for people in this time. And I know that there's still ways. How can, if people just, I need someone else to help me yeah. right now. Is there any way to still access care like that, even in this moment? I mean, just from a, you know, a church standpoint, you know, our pastoral team is available, um, you know, just to email us, call us. You know, sometimes people just need to unpack. I'm, I'm getting calls like that. And so we're, we're accessible. If, if you want that to be a, an email exchange or a phone call, but even doing some FaceTime or, you know, Google Hangout, you know, so we, we just want to be available for that. As far as the counseling center, um, you know, we've done what most have done. We are completely telehealth right, uh, right now. And then that is, I mean, I had never had any experience with that. And that is going incredibly well um, from both the therapist standpoint and those that are receiving care. Um, you know, here we, That's you awesome. and I are talking to each other and it feels like we're together here. That's in, right. In a, That's right. You know, in a cool way. So, 
those are all available as well. And um, hmm. so. So if they want to get more information on the counseling center specifically, we will link to that. But what's the website, Steve, where people can go? It's cornerstone-counseling.com. Cornerstone-counseling. Yeah. Don't forget the counseling. Yeah. Dash. Cornerstone-counseling.com. We will link to that as well in the okay. show notes. Steve, I love you. I love Paula. You're dear friends, and you've been such a help to mm. Crystal and I in our marriage. And here's the hope that we have right now. We are all not just exposed to the coronavirus. We're being exposed mm. by it. Yeah, It's showing us what was really there. And our prayer, I know your prayer, I know my prayer, is that in this time forward, we would let that kindness from God lead us to joyful repentance and actually a marriage, a family that would be healthier on the other side of this viral exposure than it was before. And that's the prayer that we have even for this podcast episode, that God would use this to help all of you to take a step forward to live faithfully, to, to live godly lives, and in this moment, to actually see your marriage grow in the middle of it. Steve, thanks for the wisdom you've shared. So appreciate you. Love you, brother. Love you too.